Hi, I'm Lawrence Carroll, and welcome to T-Question Tuesday. I'm the author of ETFs for the Long Run, Dividend Stocks for Dummies, and a contributor to Forbes.com and Barron's. Each week on Two-Question Tuesday, we randomly pick and answer two questions from clients of Focused Wealth Management. This week's questions will be answered by Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focused Wealth, and Michael Passante, the firm's Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. I see you've uh, put on sport coats today. What's the special occasion? So over the next couple of weeks, we have our firm economic and market update, uh, which is our laying out of our 2023 forecast, which we'll put online as well and uh, ship that out there shortly. Okay, great. But I'm not wearing my Halloween coat or jacket. That, that, that should have been last week. I missed. I dropped the ball on that. That's my mistake. Yes. Okay. You got to wait another year for that one. Okay. You guys ready? I might have a trick up my sleeve though. <laughs> Okay, the first question comes from John in West Palm Beach. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the sixth time this year to 4%, citing persistent inflation. It was also the fourth consecutive rate hike of 75 basis points. The mortgage rate for a 30-year mortgage is nearly 8%. So here's the question. How much higher do you think the Fed will raise rates? So I think they're going to go at least one or two more times. Um, You know, I... They're adamant about fighting inflation. I think they are going to go a bridge too far. Uh, I would think that maybe they'll go one more time and then pause before going again. But I think that uh, they're definitely going to go a few more times. Um, You know, it's interesting. If you look at the 1974 bear market, um, where the Fed at that time was raising rates, uh, they took it to the, the prime rate to about nine and three quarters before pivoting and cutting it almost in half. And that led to a 40% route in stocks. They're not going to go that route. Uh, this guy has you know, channeled his inner volcarism and uh, he's uh, going to go as much as he needs to go now. I still think that there are supply chain issues uh, versus these inflationary pressures that need to be fought a little bit harder. I mean, you even saw what we've been talking about on this program uh, for the past uh, about a year on, in terms of supply chain. And Apple's uh, warning to the street today that, hey, you know, China COVID shutdowns are affecting our supply chains once again. You know, while those might be, in, they are inflationary pressures, low, you know, raising rates isn't going to affect that uh, that greatly. So uh, we need to get out of this lockdown period and have these supply chains fixed, which slowly but surely they are, you know, fixing themselves but uh, the Fed will move a couple more times. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, Larry, we were talking about this just last week. Will there be a Fed pivot? GDP comes in at 2.6% in the third quarter. I mean, we were anticipating it was going to be positive. It was actually stronger than we were forecasting. The unemployment rate is, I mean, the U4 is 3.7%. We're basically at full employment. The Fed has a dual mandate of inflation and full employment. Inflation's high, employment's low. Where is there a variable there that's going to suggest that they pivot? I feel like that pivot was kind of like this made up narrative in terms of people hoping that the rate hikes. A lot of wishful thinking. Yeah, I think it was mostly wishful thinking. If you look at the actual data for what it is, there wasn't going to be a Fed pivot. We said that last week. Um, There are still rate hikes. It's highly possible. I mean, the terminal rate actually ticked up after last meeting. There was also a reporter that asked Powell about something and said the markets were reacting favorably. And he visibly seemed to get angry during the press conference, which was actually interesting. And he actually got more hawkish, in my opinion, after that. The problem is 
even if the Fed slows the rate hikes, they have to stay incrementally hawkish because the moment that they pivot, the dollar will weaken and commodities will go back up. And then inflation doesn't really decelerate. We need inflation numbers to start to go down before the Fed can really incrementally pivot. Um, they're going to slow the rate of hikes, but they can't pivot and turn dovish yet. That You're not even close to that. But the question is, how high do you think it'll go? 5%, five percent, five and a half? What are you thinking? Well, I, 4.6 seems to be the rate that they're gunning for. Uh, I would think that they probably go to five. I think they get to four and a half. I don't think they can get that high. But okay. Phil tends to be a little bit more right about this stuff than I am some, most of the time. If they go to five, I think more stuff is going to break. So It's going to be tough. I, I mean, I would think that they pause first, but... You know, they want four six. The higher they go, the greater the probability, in my opinion, they will have to ultimately cut rates faster. Absolutely. Something happening. Absolutely. So if what they do you pause, mean four, four six, they're gonna raise it 60 basis points. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I think that they want to go to four point six percent, so they at least have to go another sixty. Um, but I think they go seventy-five, which takes you, you know, to four seventy-five and then Probably one more time of 50 beeps takes you above five. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. But I do think they wait in between the, you know, I do think after they go again 75, they then pause. Okay. The second question comes from Jerry in Boynton Beach. On November 2nd, Apple was trading at $152. Since then, it's fallen 10% to $137. Why is Apple falling when the broad market is going up? So there's a couple components that have that are underlying and, and working through all of this. The first is that Apple's, the, all these supply chain issues in China are likely going to cause Apple's revenues to slow um, going into next year. Apple's earnings report wasn't incrementally anything to worry about. Their guidance was a little too favorable, most likely, in my opinion. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot of pushback as to, it's almost the same thing as Microsoft last quarter. Um, what is their guidance completely realistic to the point where they can hit a lot of these numbers? Now, Apple has so many really diverse income streams as a company that it can, you know, fall back and rely on other things. I mean, Apple over the past couple of years has transitioned from just this iPhone computer powerhouse into one of the largest services and digital advertising companies in the world because of some of the changes that they've made incrementally to generate additional revenue through the App Store. So Apple has a lot of services growth that they're kind of relying on right now, but it appears that that is incrementally on the margin slowing too with almost everything else. Now, from a market perspective, why does that not seem to matter? A year ago, we were in a situation, and by the way, the markets have largely, the Russell 2000 peaked almost a year ago. Um, but we were in a situation where I think we highlighted it a number of times on here, incremental breadth as it pertains to the health of the underlying market. The market was largely being held up by Apple, Google, Microsoft, Meta, maybe, but maybe not so much because the performance of that has really suffered. The large cap tech stocks were, large, were really holding up the markets where beneath the surface, there was a lot of damage. And it seems like over the past few weeks, Money has been flowing out of these large cap companies where it had been hiding for a while, and you haven't seen the broader indexes and averages trade substantially lower. Now, 
that could be an incremental positive because <laughs> money spreading out in, instead of hiding in isolation in the large cap tech stocks could incrementally improve small caps, which do sometimes tend to perform well in a really strong dollar environment. <clears throat> the problem with small caps could potentially be the macroeconomic environment. If it does deteriorate again, they are more susceptible to larger drawdowns in the market because they have higher volatility components to them. But I think it's money flowing out of these large cap tech stocks into other things as well as they incrementally slow because they were the last components of the broad averages to actually slow. A lot of other things have already experienced um, downturns and drawdowns. So incrementally on the margin, maybe that's money flowing elsewhere. I'll tell you what, though, you're starting to see large cap tech, especially these names with solid cash on the books. I think there's value there. I do. I agree with that. Yeah. I, it, economically, you and I talk about this all the time. Economically, you might be a little bit early to jump in there, but yeah, yeah you're getting to the point where you have to start looking at these things. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, guys. That was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we will be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.